Shall we begin? All right, everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Frankly Francisco podcast. We are almost a week removed from PodFest, and today's guest is friend of show and a uh, collaborator with the Frankly Francisco podcast. I'd like to introduce everybody to JR from West Virginia Uncommonplace. How we doing, JR? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Uh, now I have to not even say West Virginia Commonplace. I just have to say Sparrows under review because my podcast is trash now. <laughs> Listen, you're always ever evolving, and you showed that down at PodFest. So I wanted to give everybody a, a breakdown as to what PodFest is and, you know, the last couple of days that we were down there, what we were able to accomplish and all the the good and the bad, our takeaways from it. So uh, so essentially PodFest is a, a gathering of podcasters from every genre you can think of, as well as business owners who want you to buy a course from them, obviously. Um, so, Gerald, what were your some of your takeaways from the mixture of people that were down there at PodFest? All right, so I will say this. Uh, for the When we just go through ethnicity, there were way more people of color mm -hmm. across the board. It doesn't matter if you're Black to Hispanic to Pacific Islander. It was a lot more of us there. And uh, one thing that I will say that I, a takeaway that I didn't get from this uh, until I seen video of people earlier I think I kind of missed out on that persuasion because I, but I don't like to box myself into being a black podcaster or Hispanic podcaster. Um, hablo espanol muy, muy poquito. Conozco hablar ligero y escribir en espanol. But we keep that kind of light. You know, we don't want everybody to know all this stuff. So um, one takeaway is that I've seen that the black community and the uh, other races, I didn't mean racist, but the other race communities kind of got together and mingled in the Pacific Islander. We've seen a bunch of them with cell phones, always taking selfies, not naming anybody because I forgot the girl's name. But um, the major takeaway for me is this, like depending on where you are in podcasting, you have to assume certain roles when you're at PodFest. And these are the roles. If you are a hobbyist podcaster, it's very fun for you to come because there's attractive things that help you. If you're a podcaster that is in the middle and you're in that position where you got listeners, a steady base of 25, 50 listeners, or so, and you want to monetize, you have to be very careful on the advice that you take when you're there because you'll get one or two things. And this is my major hangup with podcasts, and I will say this on any podcast I'm on because, you know, I only do 10 a year. Um, you're going to have one group that's going to tell you, oh, downloads do not matter. Then you're going to have another group that's going to say, oh, you got to have 3,000 downloads or 1,000 downloads for me to even look at your stuff and do business. So when you after you leave the classroom and go into the expo hall, and this is for the audience, expo hall is where all these tech people are and the business people, they don't want to talk to a small podcaster. So in my mind, you know, because I'm a logical thinker, I'm kind of like Spock or I'm not Captain Kirk, definitely Spock will say that. Um, I'm thinking logically, like, why wouldn't you have people here that attract to the audiences that these people are entertaining just because you have a few podcasters that have high numbers and stuff like that. Those people don't necessarily have to, they don't necessarily benefit from you bringing someone in that wants 10,000 and 3000 downloads per month or even episode. Cause not everybody's doing that because when you hear the statistics in the classroom, I'll let you take over from there about the statistics. <laughs> yeah. Statistics say that 80%, 80 
mind you, 80 percent. And there's over a million podcasts out there. 80 percent of podcasters only average about 50 downloads on average. So it makes no sense for these people to be there at PodFest telling you one thing. And then when you go to the expo hall and you talk to these companies who are supposed to help you with advertising dollars, tell you we can't even touch you unless you're making three grand, uh, three uh, three thousand downloads uh, every episode. It's quite ridiculous because you well you know as well as I do, Jr. A lot of these people pod farm, their downloads are not accurate and they're not real. So it, it's it's kind of it's kind of confusing and it kind of let me down a little bit because the expectations I I was my hopes were high when I went there. I was excited. I was like a kid in a candy store. I thought it was Christmas. I was like, I'm going to meet all these people. I'm going to learn all this stuff. To me, it just felt like everybody, all the classes were just trying to sell you something. They were just trying to sell you something like their service. You come come work with me. Come do this. Come do that. I can get you where you need to be. It it wasn't didn't feel genuine to me. It didn't feel like they were actually trying to help you. There was one or two people there that I can say gave me some great advice. Shout out to Alex. Uh, he from uh, Podmatch. He actually gave me some good advice, and, and I'm going to take it and run with it. Um, and then a lot of the stuff we knew already. You get a lot of the information from YouTube University. Everything that they were telling us here, you can find on YouTube. There was I don't think there was really anything relevant in those classes that we couldn't learn outside of PodFest. You know what I mean? Right. And I will agree with that to a certain extent. Uh, one person, I hate to name drop on someone else's show, but Danielle Desiree Corbett, the lady that we got to see her for a few minutes and I got to actually talk with her and about her, you know, about the brands and uh, said she had certain templates and kits that you could get a hold of that help you. To me, out of everyone there, she was the only person on a level for any podcaster that wants to monetize. She had the best information. And uh, I say this, when you went in the expo hall, and, and this is just from a personal experience that's going on now. If it wasn't for the people at Al and the ECAM people, the people that, that, that actually, they, they were warm and reached out to you. They were like, hey, come over here and do something with us. Because, heck, I'm on the Al app now, and I'm like the mentor podcasting guru over there. Yeah, and, I, yeah Al was great. Uh, I was able to get interviewed by them, uh, live streamed. They were fantastic, man. Funny. Uh, they were very personable. And then Ecam, Ecam was great because he allowed me to give some tips on interviewing uh, practices for newcomers. So that's different. Th th and, you're and you're correct that those were great examples of people who, you know, were really engaging. But as far as learning stuff, that's right. I didn't get to go to her class. So I, I missed out on, on, on what she was offering everybody. So, and I know you sent me all that stuff uh, later on. That's one class I wish I would have uh, gotten to go. The, the thing was, what was confusing about it is all the classes that you wanted to do, you didn't end up doing <laughs> because we ended right. up getting caught in the hallway talking to other people and mingling. But that was the point of pod, that was the point of PodFest, though, is to mingle and meet different people. Um, but we got really cool experiences. Well, uh, we got to meet Dr. Drew. Uh, we were doing a, a live and he came over. He was hosting the uh, podcast Hall of Fame right next to us because we had our table set up right next to the hall. He came out. He stopped by. That was one of those experiences that you're not going to get a chance to do a lot of the time. So we took right. advantage of that. Right. And see, one thing that, that bothered me, uh, my co-host and my fiance, future wife, Stacy, before we even left for podcast, she's like, JR, you have all this equipment. You only, you rarely do stuff with four people. You have four mics and you, you know, the mobile setup. She said, y'all need to set that up at PodFest. She said, you know, Francisco's coming down there and all this other stuff. And 
I like the idea that I like, and, and I, I do want to tell you thank you, because one thing I do want to say in your podcast is I've actually started a podcasting class in Parkersburg, West Virginia, that will start in March, uh, once a month, because I, you know, my travel schedule. But because of you, I'm, I'm getting more business savvy and more behind the scenes production. But the one thing that, that bothered me about the whole podcast, and I will say this, and I've said this since last year, there's no, if we hadn't set these mics up, and put that table or whoever had left it, the dude that podcast before us hadn't left the table right there. The best podcasting experience I had inside there is when we were all on mics or either when y'all were on mics and it was so many different podcasters talking about this and that. The community we built in those two days of that, or actually that Friday night, that community that night was the best experience I've had in podcasting in a long time with a group of people. You know, me and you were on there, and then I'm not going to name drop any of the other people because if they want to get named drop, they can come to your show or whatever they want to do. But so many podcasters in that big conglomerate got around there, and next thing you know, y'all podcasting for like four hours. Yeah, and I love it because we all took turns. So we didn't stay have all just hog up the entire time. We, you know, we talked for maybe one or two episodes of something somebody was doing, and then we rotated the chairs out and somebody else got to talk and talk their piece. Um, so it was enjoyable dealing with with the actual people and the actual podcasters there because we can have those real conversations, those raw conversations that you can't really have with, you know, some of the the vendors that were there because they're there to sell a product, man. They're there to, to for you to spend money. And if you're not there to spend money, you know, the conversations are going to be as long as you want it to be. So I, you, you're absolutely correct. The best experience to me was when we were able to get those podcasters groups together and everybody was was taking turns on the mics and telling their stories, man. Yeah, and and I, and I like that because the community that came from that, you know, met a lot of different podcasters. Uh, we met a, a young lady. She did the show with us, and, and what was weird is I explained to her what polarizing means. That because she was the you know who I'm talking about. That yes. young lady went through every group. She was with every. I've seen pictures on Facebook now. She was with everybody at some <laughs> point during podcast. I'm like, yo, I don't move it much now. I will say this about me. Me and Stacy were toxic. And we are prima donnas. We have our set ways. Like my problem is, is I'm not getting up at eight o'clock for nothing uh, unless it's, unless I'm getting paid for it. So, you know, the, the early stuff when you first come and I, and I apologize to you about it because we, you know, we have our set schedule. We're like, yo, we're not going to be here. It's like 1030. <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying that you missed anything early, but the pinch you, keep you thing is a lot of people that are new and have these vibrant experiences. And those things are fine and dandy, but, as a podcaster in the medium tier, like we are, I am there to get the business about making money. I want you to tell me this one thing that I do not get from anywhere. And I preach this across every platform. Heck, you can catch me on LinkedIn uh, audio. And I'll tell you, that's another thing we need to jump on soon and get in some of those LinkedIn audio groups is this. You make products that market to me, but you make nothing to help me with advertising because Everybody knows that if you don't know algorithm formulas or certain times of posts, your stuff is dead in the water. Now, I'll give this to one guy that we didn't get to see, the guy from Adam from Podcast Fitness School. He'll tell you this straight up. When you release a show, you got 72 hours of moving on, on Apple, and that's the truth. If you don't move your numbers on Apple, it just goes dead in the water. But not everybody can move all these ecosystems. So my thing about Podfest, I think there should be more discussion about the reality and not this fantasy that they're trying to portray. Like, like, in all honesty, I'm not going to speak horrible of myself, but man, I really wanted to be a speaker. And I'm not going to bring anything harsh for me not being one, but I can tell you, and you were there for this on this personal effect, anybody that had a conversation around us left with something. And 
I was told privately by quite a few podcasters, and I'm not going to name a lot, but there was 18, there was 1,850 podcasters there, which may have been, maybe not, I don't know. But that's what the tally number was. Right. But I, I talked to over 300 people, and I, I checked my email this morning, and you, you know what I got in there? A lot of thank yous. Because, man, you taught me something that I didn't know. And I'm not bragging on me or nothing like that because I'm just a normal person like everybody else. But the thing is, is like when someone has real life experiences in podcasting, someone and I, and I don't disrespect anybody, but I, I'm 100% honest. Stacy's show has no promotion on it. You sat there with us and you've seen her statistics. We did a Royal Rumble episode with you and then one on mine. I mean, on hers. Me and her did one prior. Her show in the four days that we were there came out on Tuesday. And by that Friday had a thousand listeners. The show that you and I did with her on Friday came out on a Friday because I just randomly threw it out there. Came out on a Friday by that Saturday and had over 400 downloads. So when I asked them about that downloads don't matter and you hear this from these people, like we were listening to a guy that was freaking selling plants. He said, I don't look at my analytics, blah, blah, blah. Nah, bro, you were told a lot. You look at those analytics because when those plants weren't selling, you figured a way to get those plants selling by grabbing the plant people that make sense for your show. And that's all I wanted someone to tell us. And then the next guy after him or the guy before him regurgitated the same thing, but just to put a different twist on it. And to me, as a journalist, which we are, as a as a, an investigative journalist, which you are, I want the real nitty gritty. I don't want filler because if I want filler, I'll just go get a power. We could have just went to Cheesecake Factory and ate cheesecake all day and got the fluff and been happy. So with me, here's the thing. So the best experience I've got at PodFest so far is now, before I didn't have an issue getting guests on the show, now they're coming in droves now. Now I have I have people wanting to come on the show because I was went to PodFest, because they saw me at PodFest, or because of the posts that I've been making about PodFest. And now I'm, I'm starting to get more folks coming in and it's kind of kind of a little bit overwhelming because you have to I have to manage that and I have to manage those interviews when to do it. So, you know, my message when I was at Podfest is I want to bring people on the show that have a purpose. OK, you have a purpose, you know, your purpose to me. This is just my opinion. Your my pur your purpose is, is to help people behind the scenes. You have that talent and you have that will and want, bro, you you I mean, it's crazy. It's infectious. You were standing there you were into it. Like you were hearing people talking, you were smiling, you seen it and you put it all together yourself. You're the reason these people were able to be at that table and have the conversations they did because you set it up for them. You set that equipment up for them. Okay. You entice those people and you can see it in your eyes, man. You get joy out of it. For me, my joy is, is telling people stories is letting people express to me what their purpose is. And I think that's something that I won't let anybody tell me to, 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 I need to narrow my niche down. I need to niche down. And I heard a lot of that at the PodFest, which kind of frustrated me because this is not 20 years ago. You don't, my niche is society and culture. I talk to people. I interview people. I tell people's life stories. I tell about people's passions. And what kind of aggravated me is, is that it feels like I was, you know, people were telling me that I, I need to, to switch up what I'm doing because I'm not going to keep up with celebrities and athletes. No one's going to keep up with celebrity. Now, they have a name. People love the known, not the unknown. My job is to break through that. But how can I break through that when people are telling me to do things that are not going to, there's no guarantee is going to necessarily work. And my philosophy on that is always staying like this. If you listen to West Virginia Commonplace, now sometimes the episodes are all crazy, but over the last two years, I make sure I curate the show to where it follows a certain pattern. 
And I consider that niching down for the month, but I'm not niching down for the whole year. Thank, because you're going to cover mental health. You're going to have authors. You're going to have life coaches. You're going to cover every spectrum of everything, religion, politics, whatever. You have to cover everything in society, culture, because that's what we are, society and culture. Society, culture is what rules over the society. Society is what makes the culture. So when these people talk about these personal journal podcasts, which is a subgenre in society culture, I'm fine and dandy with that. Or for instance, like what Stacy and I do on our show, that is a niche down show because it covers a specific thing. We review everything. We don't niche down to the point where we're just reviewing nothing but movies. We we say fuck Skyline, chill out for. Can we cuss on here? Yeah, you can. You can do what you need. <laughs> you yeah, <laughs> that, that's a funny joke that we we'll always got to keep from um, Podfest. Remember when he said that? Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, <laughs> fuck Skyline, chili, and things like that, and just like it has to be fun. But at the same time, when you get into this avenue where it has to be business savvy, you, I don't want to niche down because. When I go look at a website, for instance, I'm sorry, I'm going on a tangent, but I want to just give this true factual information. When I go on a website like Podmatch, AdvertiseCast, or if I'm setting up an elevator pitch to go talk to a company, these are the three things that I have to provide. Value, prosperity, and entertainment. Entertainment inside of prosperity is this, that entertainment is not shucking and jiving and being funny. And it goes back to that value, that entertainment has to be something that can sit inside that value. If that entertainment and value are not there, it's just like with any TV show you watched growing up. The shows that still stick in our mind are the ones that provided all that and gave us hope. Uh, Not so much comedy, but like a TV show like Lost, for instance. Lost, after three or four seasons, I stopped watching because I realized that the Black Smoke Monster was just, it was all a dream at some point. You know, but something like Grey's Anatomy, I always kept watching because, well, because Stacey forced me, but wrestling, for instance, I always keep watching wrestling because I know that the underdog might win the Intercontinental belt or this or that. It's a promise there to me. It's a value that sits there, even though it's the same song and dance I've been watching for 30 years, minus some new flips or whatever they do. So when you're not given this simple instruction and you're told all this elaborate ruse by people, it makes you pod fake. It makes you hate the podcast industry. And then the point that that kills me is that these people all want to make a selling point. And and this is my thing, like why I think sometimes that I don't make it in certain circles is because half the stuff, if you just get on Google and look at it, like Stacey said, like the whole thing, like uh, in our episode we had come out this week, talking about the whole Dr. Drew thing, the girl in that that was on the video, because all she had to freaking do was Google real fast. You can grab a device. Heck, I could be on my phone and you never know. And I can Google all kinds of information to make myself sound smart if I didn't, you know, know or whatever. So just in hindsight of PodFest, this is my deal that I will say to people. It's a very great place to gather because we're in Florida. We're down there for a few days. We have a little fun, this and that. And, you know, we're all straight edge people. So we're not out drinking and smoking. The best thing we did was go eat at Chili's because Golden Corral was dumpster juice. Um, it was. Or you know what? You know, and I, and I honestly say this, I think that we also just went to that McDonald's because we ended up going to it and that would have been a better deal. Was your food from McDonald's good? It was okay. Yeah, I mean, but if you go in there and had got the pizza or the pasta, it would have been different, you know, or, or some of the cake or just something different. But anyway, my whole point about PodFest is this. You have to go into this and understand that these people are... Some of them are actually podcast industry, and some of them are people that created an awards to help 
indie or uh, created a process for indie podcasters to to meet. On the second hand, when you bring up the topic of podcast evolutions and podcast movement, which is a higher echelon, it's a it's a higher level. That's when you start seeing these things about PodFest that kind of make you wonder because it's kind of like did someone create something because they weren't allowed somewhere. And I've made that mention to my to a lot of people. And this is probably the first time it's been said in a podcast. But my thing is, is that somewhere along the lines, they made that as a gathering. I get that. But at some point when they tried to get to a higher level somewhere, they were told that they weren't going to get there. And then they made their own rules and they made their own ecosystems and build them up, which I'm proud of that because they're making money with whatever they do. But when you have podcasters that are starting out or people that are in the middle, when people are in the middle, they don't want flack. We don't want bull crap. We just want help. So with me, so it's the, for me, it's the opposite. So for me, there's no pod faith for me. For me, it just gave me the motivation to go, you know what? I'm going to break through those barriers that they're trying to put up in front of me, telling me that I'm never going to reach this level because I have to do this and I have to do that. So there's no there's no pod fade for me. It's just it's motivated me more to to be on top of things and grind more to get where I need to be. There's gonna be improvements made. Camera's gonna be upgraded. I'm doing a background. I even cleaned up my sign, uh, my logo because it was too much going on with the the previous logo that I had. So you have to f- take those things with a grain of salt and improve in the areas that you can improve in. It's like uh, with Stacy when we had the conversation about uh, podcasters investing money. We talked about how how can we find a company or someone who's going to teach us that we don't have to go 100% invest every single dime we have into this business and not have a guarantee that it's going to pan out or not invest at all and then <laughs> you're not getting anywhere but we want to find something in the middle where we can we know we can invest just enough and if there's even a, a, the smallest chance of getting a return it's worth it but I don't want to go in and spend 10 Twelve, thirteen thousand dollars on something that's there's no guarantee there's going to be a return, and that's what I felt like some of these people at, at Podfest was trying to sell you. Oh, this course is only going to cost you seven thousand dollars, but I, you know, I can I guarantee you I can get you. You can't guarantee anybody anything. There's no way in this world you're going to guarantee me unless you put it in writing that you're going to help me make triple or quadruple the money that I invested in in, in you by teaching me. So that's that's where kind of my frustration came in with Podfest. I get it. There's some people who's gonna who's got the money in the bankroll and the backing to be able to do that and go full bore. I don't. So I have to put my stuff together in bits and pieces. This is my third year officially podcasting. Okay. This is where I start to step up more. I enjoy doing what I'm doing, but at the same time, I have to get more visible to people. Okay. And Podfest was just one step, one step to that. Having conversations with people like you and you, you know, having connections, you're my COI, man. You're my center of influence. You you know people who know people. So you can get me in contact with those people. But at the same time, I have to show that I'm worth you putting me in contact with those people because you have a reputation to uphold on the business side. You're putting in the time and the effort to build your stuff up in the back end. And you're taking the time to invest in me not not i'm not saying monetarily but you're investing your time which is the most important thing time is worth more than money at the end of the day no doubt no and, doubt yeah <laughs> and if you're taking that time to invest in me i need to show you that my product is worth investing in and i think to this point i have you know it's just me cleaning some things up to get myself out there and i picked up a lot of useful information i did at podfest i just wasn't i wasn't happy with the structure and the way it was laid out right and, and i will say that um, 
a general statement from the year before, it was structured way different. The only thing that uh, bothered me, and this is something that I want to let every podcaster know, is like the Hoof app was fun. But, uh, and, and later on, we'll have to talk about some of the sidebar because I have to show you some things that went on that we didn't see on Facebook. Like your competitor on that thing, I'm just going to say this on the air because you'll know what I'm talking about. Your competitor was stat tracking on, on Facebook. And she, she friended me and I started seeing where she was stat tracking. She was like, I'm almost there. Like it was like uh, six days ago or seven days ago. She was like, I'm almost there. And she wasn't nowhere nearby. And uh, shout out to Mr. Green. Because um, <laughs> he really tried. But um, no, the, the thing that got me was, was that there were a lot of meetups scheduled and no one ever showed up. No one. And I was thinking to myself, you know, and no offense to the meetups. I didn't RSVP to much stuff, but I remember the first year that I went and I went to all this stuff and nobody ever showed up for it. And I remember, you know, I kind of, you were kind of safe in a safety blanket with us because we, because you know how Stacy is, you've met her, you're familiar with her mannerism. She's not a lot of BS. And she, you know, she did, we just showed up, we did our thing and we left. And, and that's the one thing that I tell people, like you can fraternize and do all the fun stuff. Now, we, you know, we have family, so we we have to be careful in certain things that we do because I don't want no picture of us just chilling. Next thing you know, something scantily clad runs in front of us because me and you both might be sleeping in a camper after that. Right. So, so even if we don't do nothing. So, you know, the aspect of just hanging out, doing dinner, um, staying for certain things, like the mixer that we did was not bad. No. You know, going to table to table, meeting people, because that was a good way. I did like that. But the one thing that was missing from last year is they had this thing that we did trivia. And the trivia was so fun because you did the same thing we did at those tables. But the event was about an hour and a half longer. And you really got to mingle. There was uh, soda or pop, whatever you want to call it, and water and stuff available. And what I'll say about this event, um, depending on how you did it, if you weren't careful, you starved. Because we starved one day. One day we was in that yeah. block too long. And I, I started, I was acting dumb one day because you've seen the video. <laughs> yeah, I will say that. But uh, to any podcaster that wants to go, I'm not going to deter you from going to Podfest. But I want you to understand this. When you go, go with these two intentions. If you're there to learn, once you see the tracks, go for what you are looking for. If you're a hobbyist and you're going and you just want the experience of community, that's going to be fine for you. But it, but then the third podcaster that we've been talking about the whole podcast, if you're going there for monetary reasons to learn about this and that, make your way to whatever the mastermind meetings are about that. Um, I think that was kind of a mistake on my part. I should have got us into the mastermind stuff, but I really didn't see anybody moving around that because the ecosystem I was in, they took, and you were my witness to this, the ecosystem that I'm in and you're in with them too, all of them had their own spot in that one hallway and they never went to anything else unless they were speaking. Nope. Swear to God, I'm putting that on, on everything that's good and green that the ecosystem, they was like, oh, well, they'll be a part of certain things, but a lot of it, they just stayed to themselves. They had their own subgroup inside of the whole show or the whole program i'm sorry and i was kind of like at first i was kind of against it but then i realized why they were doing it because we noticed the thing and then with the pinchu kichu thing because we didn't did you even go to it no um the early morning stuff like i have to treat that like this and, and i'm 100 honest if they give somebody an early morning spot probably not going in that shit like because it Anything that's profound, they usually give it to it. It's after 12 o'clock. It's after lunch. Yeah. Or it's either, you, you know, it's like one o'clock. And then the biggest day for pod festing for our people is on Friday, the, the monetization or the second day of it. The first day, 
I really say that if you go, you should be really dedicated to going to the expo hall and getting your steam yard stuff and your t-shirts and all that other stuff and, and, and finding out if there's something that you can market or move there. And lastly, you know, cause I've been going on a tangent. I don't want to go too long on here for you. Um, is this, that when you're a podcaster and you're thinking about monetizing and stuff like that, do the first major thing that you can do by yourself. Find out a little about a little bit of affiliate marketing because that's the easiest way to see if your show is sustainable to monetize. Don't let anybody deter you away from that because that's an easy way you can do and you don't have to advertise it in your show. So the one thing I will say that I didn't like either is some of these podcasters, their their egos are super, super out of control. It, I mean, just it, it's ama- it amazes me that we're supposed to be there collabing with each other and communicating with each other and learning from each other. And I didn't see a lot of that. You know what I mean? I, I saw the higher, you know, higher podcasters stay off to themselves or didn't want to get talked to, or they were just staying in the VIP area, didn't feel like they needed to mingle with anybody, which which kills me because what's the point of you going to Podfest? You just wanted to get seen. You just wanted to take, you know, selfies saying that you were at Podfest and posted on your stuff and and not actually collaborate anything. And and that's what kind of bugged me a lot about Podfest. Like I would go again, but this time I know what to look for. I know what I want to do. I know where I want to go. If for the experience, I'm glad I I, uh, went there because it opened my eyes to how it really is in this industry. And like I said, the industry is rigged, man. It it really is. We just have to find a way to break through and show our worth moving forward. Right. And and then the other thing I'll say on your behalf, you, your sweet wife and your family can definitely come next time. Take her, bring her down, let her have a good time. The kids can even come in too, because I seen kids. I, that's one thing I didn't get to tell you. I seen kids running around in that town. Like these kids supposed to be in motherfucking school, and they, and you know they want out on holiday now. I know there were soccer tournaments and other stuff going on with other people, but I, I that's it. It's an event that outside of the the night stuff that a family could come to if you wanted to bring them. You know, minus the classes, but the classes are nor here nor there. Expo hall kids would have had a good time there, and then everything else around there. So I say this, I know next year more than likely I'll go. Cause I said this year I wasn't going, um, as long as we won't mention this part, but certain things work out in our favor, like they did, as long as that keeps happening, I can see myself going to Podfest and, and maybe it'll be a different stretch and, you know, maybe, uh, certain things will work out. But the one thing that I will say, uh, that was good about Podfest was the community. Outside of the community, there's certain things you can learn and do, which we've gone over about four times now. Um, but the ugly part is, is that, like you said, man, you go to PodFest, make sure you have the right intentions when you're going. And remember that the podcast industry, just because you see it one way here, doesn't mean it's going to be that way on a different level. But in any industry, you have to understand that there are gatekeepers and there are people that want you to succeed, but they're not going to tell you up front because everything has a dollar and a tag in front of it. So what I took away from PodFest and what I'll continue to take away from PodFest is, is that we as podcasters have the ability to break through, even though they put those barriers and those walls up for us. We just have to be smart about it because there's always going to be someone that has more money, that has a better backing, that has support. You know, we just have to find a breakthrough. Our content has to be worthy of that breakthrough. And I believe a lot of uh, independent podcasters have that ability they're just not reaching their full potential. Everybody has, I believe everyone has a gift 
Everyone has a gift and everybody's gift is not the same. You have to utilize what your gift is. Like you, you, man, you can sell ice to an Eskimo, bro. I mean, I, I was watching it firsthand. Like these people would, if you would, you could tell them anything by the way you talk to them and they would buy it from you. My gift is to be the ability to talk to people. And I don't take that lightly. It's to me is when you're a storyteller and you're able to tell people's story and you're able to get the best out of people, it makes for riveting content, man. It makes for people wanting to log on and listen. I have a couple episodes coming up now uh, soon where I'm interviewing survivors of war, one from um, Serbia and then one from Ukraine. So this is what I'm talking about. These are the kind of interviews that are coming to me now. People want to come on and, and tell their stories because that's their purpose. They want to show you, you know, that they survived things, that, you know, they've made a better life for themselves. So just look out for that stuff, man. It's it, Like I said, the show is going to keep getting getting better and we're going to keep bringing you the best content we can bring you. And and I will continue to keep bringing Gerard on the show every once in a while because he's, he's a great collaborator and he he's a plethora of knowledge. And this is something I think people need to hear from you. They need to hear directly from you because you deal with multiple podcasters and multiple businesses on a daily basis. True, true, true. So I, and, pretty, I mean, oh, oh, go and, ahead. And, sorry. And, and let me give you your flowers, man. Um, being eager and having that drive that you do to succeed. Um, that is something that fortitude, that's something that your wife gave you. She put a fork in your back and made sure you were done halfway. And then she put another fork in you later and cut you with a knife to make sure you were ready to get out here and do what you need to do. And um, I want to say this about you and your wife. I am very proud to hear about the relationship and the love that you have for her. I know she can't hear me right now, um, but what y'all have is something that I admire. If I've never told you that um, I like the fact that y'all are the yin and yang to each other, like sort of like the the, 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 the thing that you were telling me about me and Stacy, but y'all is on a different level. So one thing I will say with the backing of your wife with her technical know-how and you're, you got technical know-how too, but you got the business part. Tech savvy and business savvy, that's together in a marriage. That's unheard of. So you two take that as a blessing, wrap it up in a ball. And sometimes just when you look at her tonight, not before you go to bed, but before you brush your teeth, just look at her and say, I love you because I mean, you got something that nobody else is going to have. Yeah. And we back each other up and, you know, it's, it's, we learn from each other. So that's, that's one of the best things about her is, you know, she is eager to be on the technical side of things and, and that's her passion. And she understands that podcasting is my passion and something I want to go full bore on. So we have that understanding and, and it, it creates a, a strong bond and we can communicate with each other and have those conversations about what we want to do and learn from each other. So for me, you know, her technical stuff is like gibberish to me. And then for her, my business stuff is like gibberish to her. So we both, we have different aspects of what we do, but like I said, together, it just makes it stronger. But can I ask you, you and her a favor, just a challenge to you all to, um, you know, as a podcast fan person that listens to your show and stuff like that, not as a podcast, but as a person that listens to your show. One thing that has never been told is the love story. Is there any way that you and her could do this? And, and look, let me give you a little producer uh, take on it. You get her to get on the mic first and tell her story, but you're not in there. You set the mic up and stuff. Let her, and you don't have to do it this year. You can do it next year. Get her to tell her story, how y'all met and how y'all fell in love and how y'all stay in love. And then you go back and tell your story. Now, the catch is, I know you edit everything, but don't edit it. Let her say her side and you say that. And then later on, I mean, you don't have to do it Valentine's Day. You can do it an anniversary or something. But I'd like to hear both of y'all stories of how you met and stuff, but with neither one of y'all in the room, so that that way, you know, you can tell if there's a little contrast. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, you know, because that would be real nice for the audience because they would get that intimacy level from you, and then they would finally hear this mysterious wife. I hear, I heard her in the pre-call, but, you know, 
I think that would be an amazing thing y'all could do. Yeah. Been trying to get her on the mic for a while now, so it, it's, it'll still be a work in progress. We'll get there. <laughs> but listen, um, man, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, I will continue to keep you as a regular on. I've had, I think I've had you on every single year that I've been podcasting. Yeah. Um, and it's been, a, I mean, it's just an amazing journey that I've been on so far, this being my third year. But I'm going to leave you with what I leave everyone with. No matter what anybody tells you, if you found your purpose, live it.